Today on Rotten or Righteous, we ask the question, do you still watch professional wrestling? Welcome to Rotten or Righteous, where you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Thank you so much for joining us today for our second mini-episode, where we introduce the movie we'll be reviewing next week. And I'm Zach Geiler, and fun fact about me, I was born with five toes on each foot. With me are my two co-hosts, the cream of the crop, Scott Judge, and the only man who can smell what the rock is cooking, Luke Taylor. Before we get into today's show... We here at Rotten or Righteous have set aside a portion of time at the top of the show to discuss a news story that's affecting millions of lives across the globe. In an effort to stay up to date and keep our listeners informed, we move on to our segment that is called Supremely Thoughtful and Useful Information Delivery, or S-T-U-P-I-D for short. And this week's story comes to us from the UK, who prove once again that my acute xenophobia is not irrational. Our story today was published on July 15th, 2020, and was written by Tristan Cork and Luke Matthews. The headline reads, Man who wears a shed on his head says, Leave me alone when I go to the shops. Where's a shed on his head? A like shed. A, S-H-E-D. Like a deer shed or a moose shed or like an actual 10 by 10 Work building. Yeah, we're talking about antlers. No, we're talking about a shed. He li- he wears a little house on his head. <laughs> Is this to protect him from the corona? Well, let's find out. As far as face coverings go, a man wearing a shed on his head is one of the more bizarre looks you're likely to come across when you pop into the shops. But for a man who calls himself Michael Shedworth... The miniature garden structure is not a response to the coronavirus pandemic, but, quote, a way of life. Mr. Shedworth made headlines at the start of the lockdown after shoppers at an Aldi in Bristol photographed and filmed him lining up to get in, doing his shopping and paying at the checkout, as reported by Bristol Live. The glare of the camera is nothing new for the local celebrity, who previously drew attention when he strolled through the city with a shed on his head playing loud techno music, flashing disco lights, and spouting flames from the shed's chimney. (laughs) Mr. Mr. Shedworth, who once uploaded a video being turned away from a job for wearing a shed on his head, has proved elusive and kept his identity a secret, but has now agreed to do his first interview. Speaking to Big Jubba's Yak Shack music podcast... Mr. Shedworth baffled hosts Jacob Kewit- baffled host J- how do you say that last name? He baffled the host named Jacob uh, by conducting the interview insisting the shed is actually his head, that both of his parents are sheds and the structure grew naturally as part of his body. <laughs> Any questions so far? <laughs> I mean, why not? So if the shed is actually his head, what is his head? A shed. The shed is his head. Is his name Fred? I I thought that was pretty clear. No, his name is... uh, uh, What did it say his name was? Michael Shedworth, of course. I would change it if I were him. I would be Fred with a shed on my head. And that's why you're not him. 
Okay. He insisted that the shed is actually his head, that both of his parents are sheds, and the structure grew naturally as part of his body. I feel like I need to make it clear. I'm not just some kind of attention seeker trying to live out some weird alternate reality, no, he said. This no, is my no, life. No, no. He told the podcast, a small lump began to grow at the apex of his roof when he was 13 <laughs> that developed into a chimney. And he began to get a glossy coat on the exterior of the shed, which just happens, or which just happens with a shed's journey into adulthood. Mr. Shedworth claims the music which blares from the shed is something internal that comes out of me and brings a lot of unwanted attention. He also, <laughs> he also says he once had a run-in with a council official after falling asleep in a Bristol park who told him he needed a planning permit to be there. So I feel like he's a victim in this more so than he is. I, I feel like this is abject shed racism. I, I, I agree. I, I mean, if he uh, says his shed grew on his head and he was born that way, then we should accept it. So how does he get sparks to come out of his chimney? Scott, I don't know how to explain this to you anymore. He is a shed. <laughs> okay? His chimney and the fire that shoots out of it are clearly a natural defense mechanism that comes along with being a shed. I'm just wondering if he has, like, a little bit of tinder in his mouth and that's the fire. He doesn't have a <laughs> mouth. He has a shed. What aren't we getting? The whole kitten caboodle. Let me continue, please. The shed-headed celeb <laughs> says that it, that was just one example of the unwanted attention he's forced to tolerate. It's not helpful to be recognized in the street as a famous face around town, he said. I want to be able to go into or go to Aldi in peace to buy my bread, but my and my wonky mushrooms and some wood uh -huh. preservative with. A, I want to be able to go into Aldi in peace to buy my bread and my wonky mushrooms and some wood preservative. You have just hit the nail <laughs> on the head. The wonky Scott, mushrooms. They don't, they don't sell drugs at Aldi's. Challenge accepted. I didn't know there was Aldi in Bristol. I didn't either, but he just wants to buy his bread and his mushrooms and some wood preservative without being ogled and people badgering me in the line and trying to take selfies with me. A lot of this media attention... Although it's well-meaning, a lot of it, he says, is unwelcome, ultimately. I don't walk around Bristol with a shed on my head. I walk around Bristol, and that's it. These people just can't look past the shed sometimes. <coughs> he added, I hope your listeners have learned a bit and will keep away from me when they see me in the street and not talk to me or bother me. I really don't like humans much, to be honest. So how are you guys dealing with the coronavirus? <laughs> he's probably immune to the coronavirus if he's a shedhead. Well, his yeah. chimney probably just burns it up as it tries to enter his. That's true. His door. It is. It is. Uh, it has problems with heat. Is well, was there true. a picture of this? I mean, for all our faithful listeners, course, Scott. Okay, picture a man's body with a dollhouse on his head. Now you've got a pretty good mental picture of old shed So head. is the dollhouse on his head or on his shoulders? Scott, his entire... It's like a dollhouse is sitting on a neck. Okay. I'm glad that we all got that covered. <laughs> just, I'm just trying to so, picture um, old shedhead Fred. Yeah, so uh, just remember, when you go into Walmart and you feel like you don't want to wear your face coverings, just be thankful that you... Have an actual head. 
You could have a shed. Or worse, you could be dead. So would you be more comfortable with a shed on your head or a face mask? I'm probably going to vote face mask, Scott. What are you voting, Luke? I don't know. It might be kind of cozy in there. Looks like it's got a little bit more breathing room than a uh, face mask. I don't particularly enjoy wearing those things. I'm going to go. I'd try out the shit. But that's the thing that you don't understand, Scott. We're not talking about a man who stuck his head inside of a tiny shed. (laughs) We're talking about a man that has a shed for a head. That's true. We're not very tolerant right now of his uh, his his differences. Seriously, the bigotry. His li- his life is it's not his life choices. It's how he was born. He, he was born with a shed head. How would he even put a mask on a shed head? He doesn't have any ears. It is now time for us to reveal our next movie to go through the gauntlet that is Rotten or Righteous. It is the 2016 Canadian action biography crime faith-based drama who used every single descriptor they possibly could, titled The Masked Saint. The storyline is as follows. The Masked Saint is basically a true story about one pastor's mission to help his community by risking his identity and return to his former life as a wrestler. The triumphant story follows one man's journey and struggle between helping others and the consequences he faces of doing this. And after reading that, I already hate this movie so very oh, much. But Zach, it's it's wrestling and religion. What's not to love? So many things. Case in point, it's wrestling and religion. Uh, Scott, you were given a job to do this week. Apparently... Uh, this movie is based on a true story. That is correct. So, tell us the story of the masked saint. Well, Chris Whaley, born August seventh, nineteen fifty-four. This is great stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sorry, Scott. Right. What was that? Chris Whaley. Former professional wrestler out of Florida, he used the ring name The Saint. Retires from wrestling <laughs> and decides to go become a pastor. <laughs> no, Kelsey, I don't want any more cookies. <laughs> okay, Chris Whaley's a saint wrestler. Yes, saint wrestler. <laughs> oh, Chris Whaley. Oh man, it's gonna be a great movie, Zach. Wrestling and religion—it's gonna be wonderful. It's gonna be great. You have literally told us nothing other than his name is Chris. Because you're already asleep, (laughs) Chris Whaley. I've got that part. He was a wrestler in the 1980s, trained by the great Malenko. The Russian heel, the Russian bad guy. So he isn't that the genie from Pee Wee's Playhouse. It is the genie from Pee Wee's Playhouse. (laughs) Was there a genie in Pee Wee's Playhouse? That's a what was his name? (laughs) Yeah, he had magic words. He said, "Make like a high Malenko." Hey, that's the difference between my generation and your generation. We grew up watching wrestling. You grew up watching. Pee Wee Herman in his little playhouse. No, Pee Wee's playhouse was canceled before I was yeah. born. Yeah, I never, I never watched that. Shocking! <laughs> it wasn't on GBN, so I know you didn't watch. It. 
only things I watched growing up were Recess, Pokemon, and Pokemon, and the Seven Hundred Club, and Arthur. I mean, Arthur's where it's at. Did you guys watch wrestling when you were younger, Scott? No, I wasn't allowed. What did Chris Whaley do? He was trained by the genie from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yes. And he, he wrestled, wrestled in the eighties. In nineteen eighty-eight, he quit professional wrestling and put himself through the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And then, by two thousand, he became the senior pastor at the First Baptist Church in Longwood, Florida. And he drew on his real life experiences from being a wrestler as well as a pastor. He wrote this book. But if I understand correctly, there was a lot of problems in the area that he was in, uh, where he was being a pastor, quote unquote quote and he decided to take can take matters into his own hands he put the mask back on and became the mask vigilante in his town as he was going about taking care of business as there were others that were just just mean people bad people sinners rule breakers you're gonna love this movie zach so he he, he put his mask on and became he tracked Tra- I, if i understand right? correctly he tracked down criminals. If I don't get, like, the redneck WWE version of Batman t- this week when I watch this movie, I'm going to be very disappointed. Oh, I, I think he's he's Clark Kent. He puts the mask on and goes out and takes care of crime. Then he would be, then he would be Batman. Clark Kent doesn't put a mask <laughs> on. He takes glasses off. Uh- then he's okay, so he's Spider-Man, and not the Spider-Man you like, but the Spider-Man Luke likes. Okay, there if you can go. name one of the actors from our previous discussions of Spider-Man, I will let that slide. It doesn't on. matter. I'm siding with Luke. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Toby McGuire. Yes, Spider-Man. Was he the one that filmed in Cleveland? I, I was so. in Cleveland when that was going yeah, on. You know what he filmed in Cleveland? His, his public service announcements, because that's the only work he's able to get now. <laughs> Is he in relation to Mark McGuire? Still Toby McGuire. Yes, Mark McGuire hit a whole bunch so. of home runs, and Toby McGuire danced like an idiot in the third movie and ruined it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Your perception is deluded. Hey, listen. Listen, this is Wikipedia. Am I allowed to quote Wikipedia on here? There, it's not some wicked evil website. At the beginning it was, but it's cleaned up its act a lot. You can trust Wiki. That's Go right. Ahead, that's, that's why I quote it in all my religious papers. Cool. I mean, after all, Han Solo flew around with a Wiki. <laughs> How's that for a horrible Chewbacca imitation? That sounded like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I feel like if Shedhead and the Saint teamed up. Oh man! I mean, if you talk about an inner an, an entertaining pulpit, like those two could deliver. That some, sounds some like great sermons. the greatest buddy cop movie that has never been made. Shedhead and the Saint. I would battle for Detroit. I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say if Shedhead and the Saint teamed up, there would be no crime or violence worldwide. It's probably true. Okay, Scott. Quote Chris you. Samuels is a former professional wrestler who retires from the ring to settle down as a small-town pastor. When the pastor witnesses rampant problems in the community, he decides to moonlight as a masked... Oh, hold up. Listen, don't snore right now. <laughs> don't snore right now. I've got a big word I'm about to use. You're going to be impressed that I can even pronounce it. He decides to moonlight as a masked vigilante. 
fighting the injustice mm -hmm. while facing crises uh, at home and at the church the pastor must evade the police and somehow reconcile his secret violent identity with his calling as a pastor Zach, this reminds me of a few years ago. Do you think ago. he ever got confused and instead of putting on his vestments one Sunday morning, he put on his wrestling outfit and he went out there, started to preach, and then looked down and he's like, ah! And he had to run away. Maybe. It could happen. I mean, I've done that at least three or four I, times. Yes, you have. And remember when you were running from the police? What is your wrestling persona? Scott, what is your wrestling persona? I, I'm the hammer. Scott the hammer judge. Are you? Yes, I am. Zach, you're my manager, the weasel. <laughs> no. That's, that's... <sighs> no, my wrestling persona actually got me banned from wrestling for several years. And this is a true story. I, I used to love wrestling growing up. Monday Night Raw. And uh, I was watching it one time. And we always had this, like, super strict way we had to answer the phone. We answered the phone, hello, this is Zach, or, hello, this is Zach speaking. How may I help you? You've reached the Geiler residence. This is Zach speaking. How may I help you? And I, it was during Monday Night Raw one night. And I do not, for the life of me, remember saying this. It was not intentional at all. It was pure just... My little 10-year-old self answered the phone and be like, Hello, you reached the guy the rest of this big, sexy Zach speaking. How can I help you? Yes. Of course you did. Uh, that was the end of my uh, wrestling tenure. I was not allowed to watch wrestling anymore after that for, for a great long while. So this is probably going to bring up some uh, you know traumatic events for you in your life. We may have to walk quietly through this film as you deal with some of your past issues. I don't think, I, if anything, it's going to reawaken Big Sexy Zach. The weasel. And that can only be good for this show. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I was thinking that just the other day, Zach. <laughs> you know what, right? So you've progressed through two of the steps of um, of the Masked Saint. Now, you're just one day going to see a, a crime happening, an old lady getting her purse stolen, and you're going to be, you're going to transform into... Big sexy Zach go out on the streets. Yeah, but it's not pronounced that way anymore. Now it's pronounced big sexy Zach. Zach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go like my four year old self and put a pair of uh, briefs over my head, pretend I'm an astronaut, and go out and fight crime. There you go. All right, Luke, enough Luke, of this. What's your, well, hold up. What's, what's, Luke's, and... what's Luke's wrestling persona? Hmm, I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to have to give that one some thought. I'll have a, I'll have a persona by the okay. end of the show. Okay, wonderful. Let's, I think uh, I'm going to be inspired by this. Let's go ahead and... Uh, Scott broke the rules because we've only done this 12 times, so... I can understand why he's still not up to date, I'm but uh, I'm going to send you guys a link to the trailer, and we're going to watch it, and then we're going to come back and review that trailer. So, uh, I will talk to you guys in about three minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for one of the greatest, Christopher the Saint Samuels.
Sometimes, the bad guys got away. Like tonight. Go do your job. You've always been a man looking for a second chance. Now you have to look after the church. Pastor Chris, welcome to Westside. Oh, wow. He pulled all his funding from us. We have all these bills in arrears and no way to pay them. There were threats made by local, local gangs. gangs and the church isn't doing so well. What are you doing? Are you praying? <laughs> Remember, the world can only be changed by our actions. Now apparently there's a mass vigilante out there beating people up. You don't say. Where in the Bible does it say, thou shalt not wrestle, huh? I'm not back. Yeah, you are. You just don't want it. Sometimes you should just quit. While you're ahead. Never gives, gives us, us more, more than, than we, we can handle. I know. <laughs> I'm pumped up. I'm excited. This looks pretty good. I really think I'm going to enjoy it. It's, it's wrestling, Zach. It's wrestling. Okay. So I, I've got a couple of of things I want to address from that trailer. Um, the first being, he only ever wrestles one person in that entire trailer. Could they only afford one wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> that may be the case. It's his. It's his. It's his nemesis. It's the darkness. First of all, That's I will say focus. that that is bad wrestling when you're sitting there on the ground and the dude just snaps your, your leg. That's like the opposite of what you're supposed to do in professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah, could have been an accident. Could have been somebody was angry. Yeah, they- that's what that's what they were trying to get through right there was that this was an accidental yeah. leg break. See, what they're not showing us is the vigilante masked saint who's going into the no, streets. There was, a, there was a scene with him in a puffy jacket going out there and smacking some dude in the head. Oh, with he's going to take care of business. Or with a nightstick. Uh, uh, my other... Yeah, I'd like to see more of that. Okay, I, I'll tell you something I'd like to see less of. Uh, the fact that he's okay. walking around like a trashy girl with the word saint written across his rear end. <laughs> what? Oh, God. <laughs> That's that's wrestling. You never know what you're gonna see on the wrestling tights. Yeah, like what 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 isn't trashy about that in the, that whole? Genre I mean, it could be hearts. Okay, it could well, be there lips. Are some, there are some classy. There are some classy girls in the WWE right now. The man is one of the classiest <laughs> girls you're ever gonna want to meet. Second of all, the man. Yeah. Do you still watch professional? Professional. Do you still watch professional? Um. <laughs> Mr. Guyler, you still watch professional wrestling? <laughs> and I'm guaranteed. Uh, yeah, me and Joseph watch Monday Night Raw on Hulu every week. 
And I'll guarantee you one thing. Oh, man, God entrusted you to raise that child. I know, I'm raising him right. He's going to become the master saint. I will guarantee you one thing. <laughs> when you get into the ring as the weasel or Big Sexy, you know that you'll have Big Sexy on your tights. No. First of all, I, I would not go shirtless. I'd have like a cutout <laughs> with just a question mark. It, it says sexy across the chest with a big old question mark. <clears throat> so it's inviting fan reaction. Sexy? No. Okay, I was just asking. Sorry. Oh. Uh, the third thing I noticed is that the church he pastors for is incredibly patriotic. I like the American flag that was in the background there. Uh, you don't see a lot of that in the Lord's Church. A lot of American flags. And I appreciated that. He went to... It's Southern Baptist Theological yeah, Seminary. It's a Southern right? so Baptist Church. That explains a lot. Yeah. And then we did see Rowdy Rod Piper not looking very rowdy in that picture. <laughs> well, yeah, he, uh, he's got he's got some age on him. That was the last film he appeared in before he died. Yes, it was. <laughs> now I'm going to be honest with you, Scott and Luke. I have never been less excited to see a movie. Last week. Scott, uh, or the last mini-up we did, we played a game where we looked at some of the trivia from IMDb and decided whether or not uh, that trivia bumps are wanting to see this film up a notch or down a notch. I would have loved to play that game with this movie, but IMDb only has two trivia facts, and both of them are incredibly depressing. Uh, the two trivia facts that IMDb provides is it was the final performance of Rowdy Roddy Piper and Diane or, or and Diane Carroll. So Scott, the movie you chose for us to watch kills people. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> of all the movies, Scott, how did you come to uh, the conclusion? Uh, it was about wrestling and religion. We we just oh, need a little wrestling in our life, I think. So uh, to me, it looked to me it looked interesting. Um, and then after we chose it, I started taking a look at some of the reviews, and I thought, this may become real interesting. Um, well, listen, <laughs> we haven't had a chance to really tear apart a movie. This may be the one. The show. Because, well, you know, The Chosen was actually pretty good. Um, oh, Brother Art Thou is a great movie. Do not, do not watch it. But it was a good movie. I hope this movie is absolute garbage where we can do nothing but sit around for an hour and a half next week and just rip the movie to shreds and laugh and continue to ask ourselves why in the world or what mistakes did I make in my life that have led to me sitting in a chair talking on a video call between Scott and Luke and talking about this tragedy of cinematic property. I tell you, do, you, do you feel bad that... No, I was just going to say gone. somebody has liked the film because it won Best Picture at the 2015 International Christian Film Festival. Wow. Great. Well, I take it back everything I said. That's, you should. Because when I, started, when I started this podcast, it was, you guys know how all Christian movies are fantastic and everyone should watch them and love them. <laughs> 
somebody do you feel bad that somebody put like their heart and soul into making this and probably like their own money and you're you're destroying their hopes and dreams and life work i would except you do the same thing to me every week oh okay Every week I put my heart and soul into this podcast and my own money, and we just kind of poop on it. And that's been the concept of this show. (laughs) And for the 12th episode in a row, the term poop has been used. Yes, okay. Speaking of which, I, I understand that this is probably late by the time you're listening to it, because we have two weeks between putting something out on the internet and recording something. But allow me to formally apologize for all the people that felt nauseous at the end of our discussion of Chocolate Panay. I promise I will never choose another news story like that again. Uh, next week, we're actually going to be talking about Nutella and spaghetti. So get ready for that, guys. But uh, Fantastic. Uh, that, was a, that was a joke, but we are going to try to keep the gross-out humor to a minimum. And I apologize. Hey, when we get far enough into this, we need we really need to do like a bracket type competition to see which uh, which which uh, story is the best. I mean, we'll put uh, well chocolate penay versus shedhead. Well, by next March, we should have over twenty films reviewed, so we could just do a March Madness episode. Yeah, at the end of the year. Yeah, I like that. Or at the end of the month. All right, this one will probably be the best. <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> Scott, where do you put that trailer on the Rotten Righteous? Uh, I'm going to put it at a, at a, at a 6.5 uh, because I want to have hope for this. It, it wasn't – I love I love wrestling, and there's a lot of people that don't share my love for pro wrestling, and I've been to uh, the big-time events. I've been to the small ones where they've done fundraisers. I always enjoy going out and watching it. I'm uh, always impressed with the individual's athletic ability. I'm going to give it a 6.5 just because I have a personal interest in it, and I want to have a little hope as I go into it to watch it. Luke, where are you at? <clears throat> I've never watched pro wrestling, uh, but I also have hope, and I want to respect this person's hard effort of creating this movie. I also really like the tights in the movie. And, what? Um, <laughs> I really want to... Actually, the videography looked pretty strong. The only thing that could probably make this movie better is if Toby Guire had a cameo. If he was a pro wrestler, I don't I don't know what his name would be. but Disappointing? Um, it, it would be better. It would be better. And then he could convert to Christianity and uh, he could become the youth minister there. Right, perfect. So I'm hoping all that happens, and it just wasn't in the trailer. And so I'm going to give it a seven. Oh boy! Going to give a, going to give it a five. You're a hater. No, I'm not a hater. It's stupid. It's a stupid concept of a movie. You haven't seen it yet. Is vigilantism a crime? Yes. Do we not have to respect the law of the land as long as it doesn't infringe upon our religious freedoms? No. What? <laughs> What? I'm giving it. So you're giving it a five? It's a because it's 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 unbiblical. Well, yeah, I gave my favorite movie of all time a five last week, and I'm still feeling bad about that. So you get so you gave it a righteous rating. No, five is we gave it a five. That's the highest rating you could give it without it being righteous. I thought five no, was righteous. one to five. It's just the bottom of the one barrel. to five is rotten. Six to ten is righteous. Let's see, I'm gonna give this movie. So you give this one a. F- yep, I'm gonna give it a five. And uh, the reason being is 
I don't know. I, it, we'll see. We'll see. So we, I read too much. That's your explanation. I, I read too much into the background of the movie. That was my mistake. I didn't watch the trailer until I watched it with you guys, but I read a whole bunch of stuff about it. And uh, I think some of that's bleeding over into my rating. But uh, <laughs> You've got rating bias. So this gets but a righteous rating of 6.16. Okay. 6.16 is the rating for The Masked Saint. I'm giving it a 5 simply because he had the word saint written across his rear end. Hey, but Luke, Luke liked it. If he hadn't had that, what would you have given it? I'd give it, it a, a 6.16. That's well. <laughs> yeah, I might get some. I could probably do something with that on my YouTube oh, channel. Now that is a great idea, Luke. <laughs> You'd get a million and a half views. Maybe I could do, like, uh, I need to find a few people on Guam here. We could all dress up like Bible characters and have a professional wrestling Bible version. <laughs> That's One cheek could have 2B, oh. the other cheek could <laughs> have Christ. Like Christ. I'm seeing it now. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I also hope uh, that gets cut. <laughs> 6.16 is our final rating. But one thing that I want to point out is that in the title, Saint, the word saint is just another name for Christian. But there are certain denominations in this world that have taken the term saint and used it as an honorary title for someone who lived an exceptional life. Some of these saints get bumped up to patron saint, which means, according to the Roman Catholic Church, they are heavenly protectors and advocates of a nation, place, craft, activity, class, clan, family, or person. Because of this, there are now more patron saints than there are Pokemon, and some of these saints are in charge of some really weird things. So I have come up with a new game for this week and next week because there is just a plethora it's a comedy gold mine going through some of these saints. But I've come up with a new game that I call You Ain't the Patron Saint of Paint, But Don't Faint. Hold your complaint and so show some restraint because I still think you're a quaint saint. The game is simple. I'm going to give you the name of a patron saint and a little bit of background information about them. And your guys' job is to tell me what they are the patron saint of. Now keep in mind... That every single one of these is 100% from Catholic doctrine. I did not make up a single one. Our first one is Saint Agitor. And Saint Agitor is said to have escaped Muslim captors during the First Crusade. What do you think Saint Agitor is the patron saint of? Shedheads. Tennis shoes. He's the patron saint of the Shedheads. Uh, no. Saint Agitor um, escaped by swimming. According to various stories, oh. he either swam to Crusader territory or swam all the way to France or was recaptured, then transported back to France by none other than Mary Magdalene. <laughs> uh, or else uh, calmed a whirlpool. Is that, is that real? That had, that's what they say. Or else calmed a whirlpool that had emerged beside a boat he was traveling on. Either way, he is now considered the patron saint of swimmers and those at danger from drowning. Our next patron saint. Did he wear tights? Saint, 
Yep, and across the back of his it said swim life. <laughs> um <laughs> It said just keep swimming written right across the rear end. It was really nice. Our next patron saint is Saint Balthazar. Balthazar, excuse me, Saint Balthazar. Medieval tradition held that three kings who visited Jesus in the stable came from all corners of medieval world, and Balthazar hailed from Africa, frequently Egypt. What is he the patron saint of? The pyramids. Sand. Okay, let's see if you're right. At the time, Romani card sharks and Shidso sleight-of-hand merchants were popular entertainment across Europe. Because it was mistakenly believed they came from Egypt, hence the name Gypsies, didn't know that, uh, the Egyptian king, St. Balthazar, became the patron saint of playing card manufacturers. Uh, our next saint is St. Bern- Bernardino of Siena. St. Bernardino of Siena was well known for his crowd-pleasing public preaching in the early 15th century. He's the patron. Sounds Italian. So, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. So he's probably the patron saint of uh, sausage. I was going to say spaghetti. And together. Okay, well, I was going to say that he's the patron saint of advertising and public relations. Nah, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> the next one was Saint Drogo. Saint Drogo was afflicted by a mystery ailment that made him physically repulsive. <laughs> What did you just say? What made him physically repulsive? A physical hey, ailment. <laughs> so he had he had acne. <laughs> Honey, I'm not ugly. I'm just sick. <laughs> <laughs> so Saint <laughs> Saint Drogo <laughs> was so afflicted by a mystery ailment that made him physically repulsive. What two things is he considered to be the patron or patron saint of? Prosthetics and dentures, <laughs> face cream, and um, <clears throat> let's see, seawater. He was the patron saint of unattractive people. Oh, and entirely unrelated. True. For some other reason, he is also the patron saint of coffee houses. Well, that don't make no sense. I'm, it certainly doesn't. All right, this one might be my favorite. His name was Saint Erasmus. Saint Erasmus, or Bishop of Fornia, or Formia, uh, in modern-day Italy, went through quite an ordeal during the Roman Emperor or Empire's persecution of Christians in the third and fourth centuries. Initially captured and imprisoned sometime in the late 200s, Erasmus is said to have been freed by an angel and fled to Turkey to continue his preaching. He was arrested a second time. However, Erasmus's undying faith so angered the Emperor Maximian that he had him beaten, whipped, placed in a barrel of spikes, and rolled down a hill, covered in pitch, and set alight. And finally... After he had somehow miraculously survived, his stomach was cut open and his intestines uh, wound around a winch. What is he the patron saint of? Nursing homes. (laughs) (laughs) Scott? Emergency rooms? 
Uh, no, he is the patron saint of stomach ailments, colic, and appendicitis. Well, that kind of makes sense. He did have a terrible tummy ache. Our next saint is St. Julian the Hospitaller. St. Julian the Hospitaller's name refers to the fact that he opened a hostel for travelers and dedicated his life to providing hospitality for the sick and needy. What is St. Julian the patron saint? Motel 6. Hospitals. Nope. He only opened up his hostel and dedicated his life to providing hospitality after he killed his parents. For that reason, he's the patron saint of murderers. Oh. Well, that was an M. Night Shyamalan ding dong twist right there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's end this. Uh, please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rotten or righteous. Follow us on Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, or SoundCloud. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a quick review and five stars. It really helps us reach a larger audience. If you like the show, tell someone about us. If you have a suggestion for a movie or television show you would like us to review, or if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach us at rottenorrighteous at gmail.com or on our Facebook Messenger, or there's even a little box at the bottom of our website, rottenorrighteous.com, where you can fill that out and I will get it in my email. And if you haven't checked out rottenorrighteous.com, go over there and, and see what's, what's happening. New stuff's being added uh, periodically. We'll just put it at that. But uh, you'll always have our podcasts uh, up to date there. And if you haven't already uh, noticed, if you stay tuned just a little bit after the closing music, there's always some sort of outtake or, or something that had to be cut from the main show or even from an earlier show. I've got a few just sitting there waiting to go towards the end. Before we go, I, I do have one last thing I need to ask you guys. Do you guys know that I like telling dad jokes? Oh, no. Sometimes he even laughs. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, sharing, and supporting our show. For Scott and Luke, I am Zach Geiler, and this is Rotten or Righteous. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, we will talk to you all again next week. Until then, remember to say your prayers and obey your parents. Goodbye. <laughs>